Anyway, uh, it's time for us as we get into this serious part of the year uh, to talk about Chesed and to talk about our Chesed campaign. And with us in our studios, the one and only Steve Adelsberg, who has taken on the uh, the the role of being my partner uh, in reminding everybody why it's important to be very cognizant of what other people are going through, especially during this time of year. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nochum. It's a pleasure to be here, as any, always. Any trouble finding the place? No, no. Well, I put in 515 instead of 551, and I pull up. <laughs> I said, I don't think so. I don't think that so. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. Although 515 would be closer to the Beyonder Base Medrash, Beyonder Shul. This is true. Right next to the young Israel. Well, next to Mizrahi. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's get our geography straight here. The joke is, and it's not really a joke, it's true. Uh, what, one of the only neighborhoods in the world where the Bianer Stiebel and the Mizrahi could be next door to each other and live in, in peaceful coexistence. Well, and beyond, we're very peaceful of everybody. Well, that's true. And I had the opportunity, as you know, because you were there, to meet the Rebbe. I think we discussed this on the air, actually, uh, at some point after Shabbos HaGadol, because it was Erev Shabbos HaGadol, that, that we were all in Yerushalayim, and you gave us this incredible privilege of meeting the Rebbe. Actually, his, and I've told this to a bunch of people, the, the wine that he gave Yeshua Siegel is the wine that was used under the chuppah the subsequent Sunday night, the, 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 the Sunday night before Pesach. So that was pretty cool that uh, he gave us that bottle and we used it to um, preside over the, uh, over the wedding, which was really nice. Anyway, great to have you here. And um, uh, this is a very... I said earlier, maybe, maybe maybe I overstated this, but you'll you'll certainly get me back on track after I say it again. This is a time. I don't know if you're on social media at all, but those who are on social media are watching people who just had glorious summer vacations, who spent a lot of time on cruises, who have been to some of the most expensive restaurants in the history. Of the kosher community. Are you aware of that, by the way? That now we're at a point where, where people are in our community are going to the most expensive restaurants in the history of our community. The average price at some of these restaurants is insane. Um, and people, of course, have been uh, watching all this because that's the way things happen nowadays. People look at social media and see what people are doing and how much they're enjoying and how many trips they're taking here and there. At the same time, as the school year is beginning, there are a lot of families out there who have trouble meeting tuition costs, who have difficulties making yuntif, for whom, and you and I have discussed this a million times, for whom 20 bucks or 100 bucks can make a difference between a peaceful Shabbos and a very stressful Shabbos. And of course, that applies even more so to the upcoming Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. So the first thing I want to do this morning is just get everybody to stop for a moment focusing on all the videos they've seen of the beautiful buffets and the incredible taste tests and the amazing trips and just realize that so many of our friends and neighbors are in very pressure-filled situations this time of year. What do you think of that? It's uh, something to remember that we could start to say that the world doesn't start with me and doesn't end with me. And we keep that phrase in. And yes, you're right. I mean, I go back to Bernstein Schmokers when, <laughs> when we had, we was, I thought it was outrageous, $15 for rod, large spare ribs. Wow. That, and that was probably one of the more expensive items. Oh, that was the, that I, was the expensive item. What I, was a sandwich? Do you remember the price of a sandwich at Bernstein's? <sighs> was it five bucks? 
Something, yeah. Couldn't in that be, area? Yeah, yeah. And a hot dog, $1.50? No, it was no $1.50. Less? It was less than a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, look, I'm have to ask you, but you have your hot dog of coleslaw, I hope. It depends. Really? Very interesting you bring this up, and I know we've already veered off the topic, but very interesting you bring this up, especially I was talking about the A&H knock course before, and I said drown it in your favorite condiment. It depends on the day. There are days that I am coleslaw-driven. There are days I'm sauerkraut-driven. Really? There are days that the varieties of mustards end up on my hot dog, and you're going to be shocked by the, by the baked beans sometimes gets there. I have to tell you, in the stadium, they had the best chili in the hot dogs. Do they? Oh, yeah. That's, that's good. It's good. They We're st- talking about Yankee Stadium? Yankee Stadium. They cut back this year. Yeah, I don't remember there being chili as a, as a condiment. Yeah, they used to give you ni- a really nice, good chili, I have to tell you. I'm a little upset, aside from the way they're playing. I'm upset because City Field's getting better kosher food reviews than we're getting in the Bronx. And I'm concerned. And I'm not talking about legends. I'm Legend, talking about no, the no, regular, yeah, basic right. kosher food stands. And that's for a Yankee fan, that's disheartening. Very Have you been so. to City Field recently? I've been to City Field. So is it, in fact, so much better? Or I didn't get a chance to really get to the kosher food because... <laughs> Too I did, busy watching I, the game. I did come to watch baseball, <laughs> but that's okay. But, you know, one of the highlights of one's life is having being able to eat a hot dog at a baseball game. Well, we dreamed about it for years, and then finally right. it came true, and, you know... Obviously, as I always say, you know, the, the dream is 10 times better than actually doing it. But all right, you know, that's a separate issue. It reminds me of, since we're talking about baseball, and this is the time of year where people become reflective. It reminds me of uh, one of the best questions, in my opinion. And again, when people ask me about questions I've asked during interviews and stuff, I always say that sometimes it's a silly question, but the answer is so brilliant that justifies how good the question was. That's what happened to Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey was interviewing Kent Urbeck. Does the name ring a bell to you? Yes. First baseman for the Minnesota Twins. twins. Exactly. And Kent Urbeck is the only person in baseball history to hit a grand slam home run in the seventh game of the World Series. I I believe that's still true. At that time, he became the only person to ever hit a grand slam home run seventh game of the World Series. So Oprah says to him in the interview post, you know, he visits her a few weeks later and says to him, what does it, I know it's a silly question, but what does it feel like rounding the bases, knowing that you are, you are the first person to ever hit a grand slam home run in game seven of the World Series? And you know what Ken Durbeck says to her? And this is what reminds me about eating the hot dogs. He says to her, Oprah, I hit that same exact home run a thousand times in my backyard growing up, and every one of them was better than this one. Is that Gavaldic or is that Gavaldic? I mean, that was one of the best. So, yeah, we've craved for years as kids going to these games, kosher food, please, please, please. And now, you know, it's, it was nice and it's good to have, but also it's expensive. On the topic of expensive, it's expensive. You know, I have my son, Sammy, who is in Camp Morashah, and he was in the, I don't know what they call I remember Mossad, we called the youngest gro- group Shorush. Right. So I don't know what they call him. Nitsanim. So they're having this Cold War game. <laughs> and it's the last game of the day. And the whole camp is starting to walk. And they say, hey, there's a little, there's a little kid's game going on. And this little kid, Sammy Adelsberg, is on the line shooting one-on-one. Oh, gosh. And the, the game is tied. Oh. And the so he must hit the first shot. He hits the first, hits the second, 
big celebration. I go, Sammy, that's great, but I got to tell you, you peaked at seven years old. <laughs> You've <laughs> done it all. You've done it all. There's nothing else. Like, exactly. <laughs> there are no dreams left to be fulfilled. Steve Adelsberg is here. All right, so all this leads to our conversation about chesed and keeping people in mind. And I said that uh, people don't realize that one doesn't have to give insane amounts of money or dedicate insane amounts of time to change someone's life. When someone does reach out to someone and literally gives them a small gift or a little bit of cash or whatever it might be, it, makes, it can make such a difference in their upcoming yontif. That's why one of the things we talk about in our Chesed campaign is before Rosh Hashanah and before Sukkot, if you know people in your neighborhood or in your area that could just use a nice gesture Put a bottle of wine with a nice note on their door. Uh, get if, if someone's single and you think they may have a lot of free time over Yontif, buy them a book and say, he was thinking of you, you may want to enjoy this over Yontif. Whatever it is, just that interaction is so important uh, for people to realize that, that others are thinking of them. So that's one of the focuses that we've always had when it comes to the Chesed campaign. The other thing is we actually go ahead and produce a list of different things. We've been doing it again now during Elul that people should keep in mind. Some of these are, are a little bit off the beaten path. That's why they're unique to us. Uh, we went ahead and created the... How many... Let's see how many we have on here already. Oh, we started last Elul. This is the third go-round. Elul, Nissan, now again Elul. Uh, we went ahead and created this page called nachomsegel.com slash chesed. nachomsegel.com slash chesed. It's a memory of Yanki Meyer, who I'm sure you remember, the founder of Misaskim, yeah. who I still say we miss every single day. Yaakov Mechol ben Achavar Yisrael. Yaakov Mechol ben Achavar Yisrael. Here are some of the things to, that have already been added to the page, and more and more will be added as we go through this month. Uh, first of all, Misaskim, of course, because that's the one that that he ran, and we encourage people to support their incredible work. Then we have a campaign for the Jews of the Ukraine, because people who are under fire really need basic necessities for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. And that could be anything from you know basic food items to a little of an esrog that the rabbi of the Ukraine is going to make sure to secure for them. So those of you out there can find that link at nachomsegel.com slash chesed. And they also have a, a unique link at chief at officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachom, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachom. Then a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> you know what made it onto our chesed list? <laughs> I don't know what you think of people who do this. I have so much admiration for them. Renewal hit their 1,000th kidney donation. 1,000 people have been saved because of the work of Renewal, That's un- which is insane. It's, it's, it's unbelievable because the sacrifice you have to make, and it's not simple. It's not easy. The procedure, the time. And, <laughs> and it's, it, the beauty of it, you're doing, for some, doing something for somebody, but you probably will not know, or you right. probably will not meet the individual. Correct. And the, well, the whole idea of the Chesed campaign, uh, Rabbi Sacher Fran once said it, and it really stayed with me on one of his speech, one of his talks. And he said, "Don't do something better; do something different, unique. Yeah, do right. something out of the box. Right? You know that you wouldn't normally do. You know, and you pick this one activity up, and uh, it's like I had." A conversation with the Rebbe right after Tisha B'av. Now, Rebbe, in this studio, when <laughs> Steve Adelsberg is here, Stam Rebbe means the Biana Rebbe of Jerusalem. Right, exactly. And um, 
we had I had a question about what was going on in Sackett Lake. Sackett Lake is where I come, I hang out for the last forty three years. Every summer, and, and, I, and he's familiar with Sackett Lake. He's from Sackett right. Lake. He was grew up in Sackett Lake, right. and it's a very you know we have a very beautiful community. And I remember we had a question about someone doing something, and the Rebbe said to me, you know, it's after Tisha B'av, and you have an opportunity here. I go, what's the opportunity? He says, to do Avas Chinam. Just to do it because it's going to be nice. Unconditional love. Right. He said, we could do Avas Chinam right after Tisha B'av. We got it. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. And that works. Yeah, it it works. certainly does. It's, uh, you, take the fi- you, know, you take the fire out of people. And you don't have to like, you know, attack people and just say, hey, okay, go on. It's a, it's a nice way to, to take the, the powder kegs out of everybody. You know? No question and, about it. And, and people don't realize, and this is where, and we, of course, always bring him up because he was my original partner in this, and that's Lobo. And I'm only yeah. laughing because of the encounters you and Lobo had on the air, which were so funny. Hey. But, but, but Lobo, what would he do during the summer? He would rent an ice cream truck. We talked about hey. this many times. Hey. Just so the kids can have, first of all, there were kids whose families he couldn't I, afford. There were eight I, kids in the family. He couldn't afford to just take them out to the ice cream truck. That was the first thing. But the second thing is he just wanted to, everyone to, you know, enjoy. Everyone have a good time. Everyone, like you just said, relieve the pressure and, yeah. you know, tamp down the, 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 the powder keg that people might be sitting on, et cetera, et cetera. So all these, you know, relatively small gestures are so important. And that's why we say that the 20 bucks or the bottle of wine or the book, whatever it is that people are doing before Yontif, a, a platter of, uh, uh, of delicious fruit to enjoy, you know, new fruit for Rosh Hashanah. I don't want to go overboard here because now that I mentioned this, they're going to, you know, there are people... <laughs> who are getting into the habit of spending hundreds of dollars on meat boards and hundreds of dollars on this. You know, they're getting a little, it's getting all nuts. So. I mean, you, you come to the country and you see one thing, we really like to eat. <laughs> I mean, it's like the food establishments now. Well, I have, an ad- I have an amendment to what you just said because, I, and I've quoted him on the air, but I've never mentioned him by name. There is a Jewish philosopher that I'm quite, that I'm acquainted with and I, and I once brought him into one of our Judaica stores, mm-hmm. and I said, what are your thoughts as you see this beautiful, you know what the Judaica stores look like now? And he said, Jews have a lot of disposable income. <laughs> and, they, so, and when you say this about the restaurants, obviously that's true. That's why we're not, we're not discouraging people. That's why you're a perfect person for this, frankly. You travel and you enjoy and you have wonderful things in your life, but, but everyone knows what kind of philanthropist you, you and your family are. Oh, by the way, I got a note when I announced that. Uh, <laughs> got to give credit where credit is due. When I announced you were coming in, Sir Steve Adelsberg, I got a note that read as follows, and I'll tell you who it's from after I read it. Steve Adelsberg is one of our faves. He's such a tzaddik, as is his incredible other half, Renee. Now, this came from Peggy Chernikoff. Ooh. So once she saw in our newsletter that you were appearing here, she felt the need to let us know that you and your better half are certainly deserving of all the accolades that we're giving you. So you enjoy everything, yet at the same time, you make sure to support as much as possible. So the same thing for everybody. No one's saying you can't enjoy these meat boards, but let's, <sighs> let's try to keep in mind, as we're making these half a million dollar weddings, let's try to keep in mind that it would be really helpful if a few thousand dollars was given to someone making a wedding now because... You know, they're just, it, it'll be the difference between the pressure that you mentioned and being able to sit at that wedding in complete peace. That's all. Right. I mean, one of the nicest things that's being done in Manhattan Beach is by the Schroen family. And uh, 
and they have, when, they're, when they're doing their takana weddings, <laughs> and it's a real chesed shemes, leiv chesed, where basically the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center has takana weddings, and it's busy every night. That's a gorgeous hall. Right. And they, they, they refixed it, and it's something that's something to be seen. And the uh, rebbes and, uh, and teachers and people who can't afford weddings, as you just said, can have the dignity of marrying some their child off and not having to take out a second mortgage. Well, I'm somewhat familiar with the price structure there, and people will not believe that it's 2023. They'll never right. believe that they right. can make a wedding, invite really anybody they want to invite, the numbers they want, etc. Right. And do it at a cost that you just... And by the way, that's the perfect way of putting it. You're not going to have to take out a loan in order to get that done. Right. And that, and, and and they didn't have to remake... Right. Redo. Why would they? They, they, they because... Re, they wanted everyone to feel, hey, this is something special. Right. This is something for you. And it's something different. Right. And it's just, it, it just comes out. Listen, I know, uh, you know, one of the things you can do is that, you know, you know, everyone, we all know widows. Sure. And single mothers, single mothers, and just says, pick up the phone yep. and say good Shabbos. Now, you, you're going to say, what am I going to say to them? You're not going to say much. Right. You don't have to. Right. All they want to know is I've been remembered. Someone's thinking of me. Someone's thinking What's your error of Shabbos list up to now? Because I told you off uh, the air. Is, is it up there? Is it, it's up there. Is it like past 50? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's this way. I don't get too much work done on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you do on a short Friday? Hustle. Because Rabbi Schwartz once told me, because his list is mm. insane. He once told me that in the winter he has to start Thursday, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. And Eretz Yisrael, I got to start Thursday. Right. Right. It gets, it's, in and, the winter, right. Especially in the winter, in the winter right. But it's, a, it, it's like, it's such, but it's quick calls. Right. It's quick. I mean, it's like. Right. People want to say good Shabbos. And you're Shabbos. speaking every week anyway, so if it's something new, they'll tell you. But, you know. Right. right. And you're saying you get to know the people and they know, hey. And right. it's not a rich widow. It's not a poor widow. Right. It's just sewing, t- taking, again, stopping your day and thinking of somebody else. And it costs nothing. Right. And, uh, Unless you have a really bad phone plan, it costs nothing. I mean, I have a thing <laughs> that I like to do is that anyone who comes from Eretz Yisrael. Oh, you've mentioned this on the air a million times. I love this. Is that when someone comes from Eretz Yisrael, we here who live in the United States, live in Gullis, it's, you know, listen, we have a very good life. I had a conversation with somebody who didn't like it. He says, well, I'm an Israeli citizen now. I go, that's great, but, you know, you're not paying Israeli taxes. And he says to me, oh, yes, I am. I am. I go, no, you're not. You're retired. Israel doesn't <laughs> tax your retirement. They <laughs> think you would, you would know this, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Israeli pays 70% of his salary, 60 to 70% to taxes. Wow. He comes here. And if you could get, you know, you send them to a game and you just say, thank you. You're holding the country for me. Because they want to see NBA games when they come here. It's not really baseball. It's mostly basketball. I always say there are three things that (laughs) Am Yisrael takes from America. And I'm not talking money because we give money because it's our obligation. We have to. It's something that uh, we want to, this is our country. So (laughs) the three things I want was Stanley Fisher. Who was the head of the Bank of Israel? Right. He was very, you know, he was the guy. Who I think the, the head of the Bank of Israel under under uh, Netanyahu and the finance minister. Right. Okay, that's one significant era for the Israeli economy. Right. And then the second one, second thing they took from us was the Hebrew edition of the Art Scroll on the Gemaras. Meaning that if the English never existed, there would never be a Hebrew. Right. They have, that's they, true. They have, they have the Hebrew. Right. And they don't call it Art Scroll. Right. What they call it in Israel? No, Masora? No. What? What you 
Schottenstein. Oh, Schottenstein. Schottenstein. They give cover to the family yeah. who did it. Don't give me the art scroll shots. Give me the Schottenstein uh, shots. Yeah, here's called Schottenstein. Schottenstein. And, and you can see the Schottenstein in, in, in base medrashes all over Israel. But is your point that if there wasn't an English... Then, then the Hebrew wouldn't exist, and therefore they have it. Or your point yeah, is that they just they, they just, export from here the Hebrew they, edition. They saw the Hebrew and, and they, they want it, and they loved it, right. and it came from us. Okay, right. now what's the third thing? The Bianca Rebbe. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> He's in, American. In all three, those sports references. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, they took Art Scroll. They took the Bianca uh, Rebbe. And what was the other one? The Art Scroll. Oh, and, uh, and Fisher. And right. Fisher. Those, <laughs> and, and they're right. But there are they're some. Right. That, some people listening might want to add things to that list they, that they, they can think of. You know, they, uh, listen, maybe. Listen, I didn't. Uh, Rank. I said to. Someone, I mean, if they're having Thanksgiving dinner in Israel, which I hear is now common among the Anglo's, they got that from here also. You know. <laughs> They'll always take it. And if they're waking up in the middle of the night to see NFL games, they probably got that from here as well. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) And they are into our basketball, but that's okay. That's really when they come here and you're giving them tickets. It's usually to the NBA. That's what they want to see. As I say, which is funny, you know. I say to them all the time, they say, well, what's the difference between American basketball and the European basketball? I I go, in the American basketball, they play above the rim. But it's a, you know, but you can see. That you know, just bring someone here and just say thank. We're saying thank you to them. I like to say that uh, that the that Israeli basketball resembles the army. Run and shoot, run and shoot, shoot. run and shoot. shoot. That's it. That's the drill, and you stick with it. And there ain't anything creative yeah. other than those two things in America. It's, as you just said, it's very, very different, especially the game above the rim. Steve Adelsberg is here. We call your attention to nachomsigel.com slash chesed. nachomsigel.com slash chesed. The message is really simple. It's that time of year where we have to start really thinking about others. We've spent a lot of time this summer, thank God, doing some amazing things, traveling to great places, eating in wonderful restaurants, uh, checking out some sites and cruises that we've never seen before in our lives. Thank God we're at a point now we discussed this last week in the meat conversation. We're at a point now where we're able to afford as a community things we were never able to afford in the past. But a lot of people in our community are hurting. A lot of people in our community certainly have needs before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. A lot of people in our community are now facing the the uh, the the tuition payments that have that have begun or are already underway for their children. Let's try to keep our friends and neighbors in mind this time of year. The next item, by the way, which got onto our Chesed list unique for this year was when Rabbi Krasniansky joined us from Maui, uh, the Maui Fire Disaster Relief Fund. People could actually help. Mm. By the way, this you'll appreciate because not only are they helping people, you know, you give to the fund, they're distributing money and food. But in addition to that, as you know, they're making a Kiddush Hashem on a daily basis. So if you want to support a perpetual Kiddush Hashem, that's a good fund to give to. And as I say, anytime there's a crisis around the world, you always see an Israeli delegation over there going. And the fact is, and they say, that's who we are. We are, as I say, it sounds, I don't say corny, but we are the chosen people, and we have to act like that. And sometimes I get frustrated when Israel offers its services to countries that are enemies, that have suffered from earthquakes, etc. But then people calm me down and say, as you just said, this is who we are. They want to be enemies. They want to have a certain attitude. It's one thing. But if people are in need and they're being trapped somewhere, we're going to go and try to help them. Right. Right. Got to keep that in mind. That's a good attitude to walk into the brand new year with, that's for sure. Also, the Chevra Gamach is going to make our page again because the Chevra Gamach is specifically um, um, a fund that's for first responders in our community. So if someone's a Hatzalah member and they are in a situation where they can't handle things financially, the Chevra Gamach 
deals with them directly. Those who are giving of themselves on a regular basis, they make sure to, you know, to help them like, financially. Like, like one of the things is, do you know how many teachers right. are in credit card debt and how many people that get into a credit card debt? And it is very easy to help because these people are paying, you know, I don't, the interest they're paying is Shylock interest. But meanwhile, if you just help them by, you know, saying, hey, pay me the same payment you're making or pay, pay half the payment and you'll just, I'll give you a loan and you'll be able to get this, this, this albatross off your back. It's something, again, it's something that's going to make their lives different. Schools in general. There are a couple of things where, I, I, demanding is the wrong word, but there were a couple of suggestions we had for schools. One was to try to make sure that their teachers and rabbis have life insurance. Right. Um, I'm not saying it has to be forced, they have to make an agreement, but at right. least encourage them because, God forbid, it, right. it becomes a problem for the community, and that's increasing every time how many different funds have to be supported when tragedy occurs. And the other thing is something you just said, which I never really considered, and that is there are board members of schools out there that would not mind participating in a fund that went to loan money to people if they are willing to cut up their credit cards. Right. Literally, they have to make a commitment to cut up those credit cards, get rid of that terrible albatross, and there are people that, will, uh, that are there yeah. to help out to uh, eliminate that debt. That's another important thing to consider. Um, our friends at um, our friends at I don't know if you ever saw them in Jerusalem. Ormeo Bracha. So Ormeo Bracha was started by Leora Teji in order to um, in order to uh, provide food for Shabbos and Yanta for families that have been victimized by terror. I think she's got like a thousand families that are benefiting every week now, or maybe Yantif time. It's already a thousand. So that's another one that's gotten onto, onto our page, and we're going to be speaking with her before Rosh Hashanah. She, she tells us the number of chickens she has to buy and, and the number, number of honey containers that she has to buy. And it, it just, it, you can't imagine the need out there. And it's funny because she's one of those people that always reminds us, she just makes the commitment and says, we're going to make sure to help any family that approaches us. Then we'll worry about the money. But she'll always tell you that somehow he, in reference to the one above, always comes through and so so i don't know if you're willing to jump on the bandwagon with me on this one but but i think you'll also agree when one makes a commitment to do chesed he figures out a way to take care of the rest somehow right your job our job is to try there are certain people whose job is to ask and you don't get i don't get upset upset at the asker i don't get at the request and i you do what we can and sometimes it, it it works out yeah that's for sure and lastly, for this conversation, Mr. Adelsberg, I'm going to call your attention to a gentleman that we call Doc Weiss. I don't think he's really a doctor, but he's a great, uh, what do you call a guy who takes blood? A, uh, what's, what's that a word? Hematologist. Not a hematologist. <laughs> a phlebotomist? I think it's a phlebotomist. Anyway, he's an expert at it. And he, as a sideline, years ago, started something called the Sukkah Shadchan. You and I may have discussed this last year. I don't remember. The Sukkah Shadchan is very simple. You want, to, you want to bring in a new sukkah to your home. You're, you're buying a new sukkah. What happens to the old sukkah? So you call the sukkah shadchan. He has a list of people in desperate need of a sukkah. And you know how expensive sukkahs are. In desperate need of sukkah or schach. He has a list of people that you know, could use it as a family instead of spending the thousands of dollars on it. And he'll pair you up with the, with the person who needs the sukkah. They'll come pick it up, etc. Now this is, talk about a unique sukkah. Nobody thought of this one years ago, but now he's you know, pairing people up constantly. 
Uh, in fact, he told us on the air last week that he literally has somebody who called him and said, just buy a new sukkah for somebody. Here's the money. Go buy a new sukkah for somebody because you have the list. You know who needs sukkahs, so you know it's going straight to them. So anybody out there wants sukkah shadchan information, it's, it's really only a phone number, uh, which, which you could text and you can call, 347-770-1155, 347-770-1155. What do you think of that unique stucca? It's just putting people together who want to help. It's, I mean, that's the positive of the social media. Right. That's, you know, there are some positives in there. <laughs> Not a lot yeah, 100%. And that's, I mean, listen, what it does for minions, you know, every community says, we're too short for a minion. Need one, need two, need three. I'm on my way, you know. Yeah. It's a nightly occurrence <laughs> on, my, on my WhatsApp. <laughs> right. but, but, that's, but that's taking something positive. I was in Eretz Royal this weekend, this past Shabbos. I was at Modian. Right. And we stayed by a family, and Rav Meir Golovov went around to, like, we always, like he always does. And we stayed by a family, a very, you know, she was a doctor, and he was really into the community. He, was, he was one of, wasn't really a Rav, he was a teacher. And they had five children, one's in the army. And I see two little children, and she being a gynecologist in the hospital, the wife, she came home and she said, two a woman just left her baby. No way. A hundred percent. Is that right, Israel? She says, what should we do? And they took this child home. And it's not an easy child. And it's much younger than the other kids, but I could see how they're into it in the sense, hey, we're doing something very quietly. It's, it's money because you have to raise sure, a child. of course. But it's just something that anyone can do in terms of just being open to someone else's problem and think of the lessons that their children are learning oh, from this he, i have to tell you the child this is what happened on shabbos we came back from shore sitting down on the they got the coffee on the table and this child like three years old precocious child you know very cute takes the table oh, no. flips it over <laughs> the coffee goes flying i gotta say the mother and the children not only didn't get excited they knew exactly what to do they just p- covered up Got got Hila Govut a new cup of coffee, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing was said about it. Now, in my house, it would have been. <laughs> I don't know. When I was growing up, if I spilled milk, I was in trouble. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, if I was playing around with my brother and we horsed around, but it was just something you could see that hey, this is what we've been challenged for. This is our test, and we're gonna pass it. And Unbelievable. I was, just so take, I was just so taken back. But Unbelievable. There, there is, I mean, chesed on many different levels. The one you just described is, is insane and incredible. Uh, and I'm not minimizing anything that anybody else is doing, but, but everyone has their level. If it's, the, if it's the bottle of wine, it's the bottle of wine. If it's a gesture, a phone call, a book, whatever it is that we've been discussing over the years, and that's what it is. If someone could do more or someone could actually sacrifice their family's life in order to do something positive like you described, then amazing. And call it kavod. I, I said this to the Rebbe once, and I, and I use this phrase. He says, if money can solve your problem, you really don't have a problem. Wow. So someone says to me, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You have friends. You have access to money. I said, no, 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 that's easy for you to say because you really don't have a problem. Wow. And that's, and we know, we all know people there who who have problems. And we're not going to, we're not going to be able to solve the problems, but we can make it a little bit easier. Make it a little bit easier. Someone someone has to go for chemotherapy, has to, has to take the subway. 
buy him a, get, a, get him a taxi ride. You know, they say, oh, go with him. Or say, hey, what can I do for you? And, or do something that he's not thinking of. And it's, it's just the thought. You know, we always use that phrase, it's the thought that counts. Right. It really is the thought that counts. And a lot of the people that you're talking about who are going through especially medical situations, it doesn't matter how much money's in the bank. It could be zero, it could be a bazillion dollars. It's, they're, they're going through a situation that's really difficult to go through. Or you pay, you pay that shiva call. Right. The, the person sitting shiva needs nechama. He doesn't want to hear about your problems when your father had cancer. <laughs> well, now we're going into a whole different area. <laughs> I'm, just saying, but I'm just trying to get people to say one thing. Sensitivity. You have to be sensitive. And uh, as I say, if a person, a person who can, can't afford to send his kids to yeshiva and, hears, and starts hearing you talking about, I got to tell you how I spent my money last night at Mike's Bistro. I got to tell you the meal I had. You got to be sensitive. That's all I'm saying. It's, very, it's, a very, it's a very simple thing. Just be sensitive to someone else. Well said, Steve Adelsberg. Um, so Yuntif Bezrat Hashem. Um, in Jerusalem, right. at least at least Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Yom Kippur, I'm in, I'm in Jerusalem. Right, and that means that you'll be visiting Yeshiva Nativ Aryeh. Nativ Aryeh. You'll be the, visiting the Biyana Rebbe, right. and that and that. Where are you, Kol Nidrei Night? Kol Nidrei Night. Current, I go to Nativ in the old city, and then in the morning as well, and then and to the Rebbe, and then after Musaf, I walk from uh, the old city right. to Gula. Where we have everyone says, "Wow, what time do you get done?" I go, "You don't know the Biyana Rebbe. We don't play games." Chauffeur blowing is 6.30. At 6.29, we're getting ready to daf Marv. Mamish? Amish. We don't, it's, it's Bizman. We fasted all day. And then we have Kiddush Levana. And this is Rikud. And it, but the Rebbe says, it's time to go home, people. It's time to. So it's what, five, ten minutes? That's it. Interesting. Well, it, and it's he uh, really, he really is American born. <laughs> he, 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 he knows. He's, he's the rabbi with the. He's the rebel with the tie. Yeah. But but, but it, it's it's again it's a sensitivity. You know you, you know you, you fasted all day. Now it's time for that. And, uh well, it's pretty amazing. And thank God, I know you appreciate the privilege of being there. I mean, what it is to walk through on Yom Kippur, Yerushalayim. Incredible, and, and it's just you know it's it's Yom Kippur. You the birds were every Yom Kippur. The birds are telling you it's coming. You could see it. You could feel it. And, uh, and even the birds feel that it's oh, Yom Kippur. Helped <laughs> <laughs> you. You're full. You're full of spirituality. Pretty amazing. Uh, I take this opportunity to wish you a Shana Tova Mitukai, Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Thank you, my friend. Uh, thank you for for all your partnerships. Chesed being one of the leaders here, encouraging us on a daily basis to just keep uh, positive messages going out to the Jewish world. Don't think I take that lightly or for granted. It's uh, much appreciated. And uh, we should continue to just uh, do good things and spread positive messages to everybody out there. Right. I mean, tikkun olam is small steps. And no one has to know you're doing it. But you'll get the, believe it or not, You'll get the recognition in a way that you wouldn't believe in a very quiet, That's right. but satisfying Those who way. don't seek it end up getting it. All of a sudden, someone will say something. You'll get a Peggy Chernikoff to send a message. 
Hey, good old Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shout out like, to you know, Peggy and Alan. Yeah. <laughs> good people. Good people. There's they a lot certainly of good, are. Your, 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 your listening audience is full of good, good people. And uh, you also have regards, I'm sure, a shout-out to everybody at the Yeshiva of Flatbush, who started school or starting they're the next starting, couple of days. Start, what's today? Thursday, today, maybe? Today, they're starting tomorrow. Th- tomorrow, Wednesday, they're they start. To, they start tomorrow. So a big shout-out to Yeshiva Flatbush. Right, I see. And a big shout-out to everybody at Masad. Did they have a good summer, Masad? Did they have a great summer just now or not? <laughs> did you, did you, have you heard anything from the Masad campus, just out of curiosity? I got, see, I got, I got to tell you, you know. <laughs> Here we go. Machana <laughs> Masad. There was... There was nothing like it. There was nothing like it. Well, that I would imagine. It was, but but I have to tell you, it was. I I could tell you stories that I that I go back from the cat camp, and it's really it was like a we called it a little Israel, and it was, but it was like you know, but it was a sign of the times. Well, I know that Mossad was very successful for one reason because whenever when I started going to summer camp and I ended up in three four different ones, they all wanted to be like Mossad. They all wanted to. Modeled themselves. I mean, we didn't have Kolo, we had Maccabiya. Right. We didn't have we, 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 the road to the the road to the infirmary was called Rahov Rambam. <laughs> we had the boys' campus was below it was Amek was the Amek the girls' campus which I always had a nice <laughs> thoughts for was the Galil. I always loved the Galil. I'm in my Galan. And uh, the double play was called Dusi Luke. We've Which like, nobody uh, until this day knows why, <laughs> but you had to have Hebrew terms for everything. Every, so like, a hit was what? Do you remember the basic hit in baseball? Sure, what yeah. they call it? First of all, Ankolea was a pitcher. Ankolea, Ankolea. Ankolea was a pitcher? Yeah. Kolea. Yeah. That was, uh, Someone who throws is a yeah, Kolea? Yeah. Well, who was the catcher? Do you remember? The catcher, uh, Tafas. Um, yeah, Tafas makes sense, actually. And we used to play, and he used to play, Otsar was shortstop. I wonder why. And you, had, you, you had these words. The funniest thing is, you know, so so on my side, we used, they invented words, right? Like what was a like sw- that double play you just said? And the sweat. How do you say sweater in Hebrew? It's sweater, right? No, Masad was tsimria. <laughs> it's tsimria. Now everyone cracks up. They go crazy over that. You say uh, you tell us really tsimria. Matov. What are you? Keshev ketchup was rotev akvaniot. And Joey says, says to you, just say ketchup. <laughs> what they call a banana, do you remember? <laughs> what they call a telephone. Telephone? We, didn't, we weren't allowed to have... We had, we had TV, and I was there for 10 years as a camper all the way through. There was TV... Oh, TV for, th- for the moonwalk. Moonwalk. Right. That was the, the, the right. moonwalk. That was in 69. And uh, that was, you know, that was... Uh, now, people will say, well, 69 was the year of the Woodstock. I go, you might think Woodstock... I was thinking something else. The Jets were playing the Giants for the first time in the preseason. Is that true? Yeah. And, and then they ended up winning the Super Bowl? And they, no, they had already they, won the they Super Bowl. They had run the Super Bowl. Now they're playing the Because, you know, it's funny. No Giant fan even thinks there's a Jet team. They Correct. Don't want, they don't want to know. Correct. They're, they're, that's, that's not football. You guys right. still, you're still in the AFL. Right. The Jet fans. So here the Jets were playing the Giants. And they, it was Namath. And they destroyed them. And it was like, you know, it was like, it was like redemption for all us uh, Jet fans. And so, to this day, Giant fans, uh, well, I, have a, I, have a, I have a good friend, give him a shout out, Harvey Dax. He's, uh, he's a, I don't think he even knows he's a Jet team. I'm telling you, I know, yeah. I, I could go into this now for the next 10 minutes, but I yeah. won't. But um, um, let's make a commitment right now. Let's make a commitment right now. Oh, and we can't because we're both on the same side. Mm-hmm. Who did I just do this with? Oh, I did it with Steve Geller. Steve Geller's uh, from New Orleans. 
So I said to him last week at a wedding, let's make a commitment right now. If the Jets play the Saints in the Super Bowl, we're going. So he said, all right, we'll make a commitment. Like, you know, like it's oh, even possible. Oh, you there's, know. No, there's no Super Bowl this year. There isn't? They called it off. Why? Because the Jets won it already. <laughs> we Just win, ask the New York Post. <laughs> we, we win more Super Bowls in May and in L than any other team. We already won the Super Bowl. Call it off. There you go. <laughs> Look, I tell you. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Shana Tova. All the best. Appreciate that. Only good things. Nachomsegel.com slash chesed. That list will be ever-growing between now and Yontav as we continue here at JM in the AM. <laughs> 